0: Welcome Cosmic toolbox this is the weekly forecast for the week starting January 16th. Um, we are really kicking this off for the January 17th and this forecast will go all the way to the 23rd 24th which is the Sunday Monday of next week So um, we are in a state today um, if you're listening to this, on Sunday, January 16th, you can always refer to my Instagram. I talked a little bit about the energy that's in the air today. I found it interesting all weekend long. I kept feeling solar spikes of energy. Um, and then today I woke up and had felt another like surge throughout the middle of the night and went online and confirmed that there is some extra activity happening in the solar sphere. We also have the sun conjunct Pluto at 26 degrees Capricorn, 26 degrees is a degree to watch. I've been feeling it coming up for a while. We have the moon in Cancer where we are getting ready to have our full moon. We have, um, you know, Cancer, full moon opposite the sun in Capricorn, but also the sun is over there with that stellium. So things are feeling really um, focused on security. So Capricorn and Cancer's Are polar opposites of each other, and that polarity gives similarities and extremely different sides to it. You want to think uh, Capricorn is cardinal earth, the uh, Cancer is cardinal water. They're both so concerned with safety and security, and beginnings, um, and newness, and uh, you know, creation energy. And so, when we have this situation happening where we have a lot of solar. Capricorn energy and a lot of lunar um, cancer energy, we almost have that parental unit type thing happening. And um, whether it's masculine or feminine or yin or yang, it's action, it's reception. We have both elements there. We have action and reception We have the taskmaster versus the nurturer. We have the pick yourselves up and dust yourselves off and get after it. And the come here and let me give you a hug and feed you some cookies. And how about a cup of tea? We have these conflicting energies. The issue is that the solar energy is in this security safety aspect. That's a little bit more yang um, uh, and masculine. We have that over there conjunct Pluto. Which has a lot of purification energy and getting at shadows and getting at your underbelly, um, where are you sensitive? Where are you weak? What what's going on with it? And so it's opposite there of that moon in Cancer, that lunar. That how do you feel? Um, what are your dreams? What are you hopeful for? And so it can be really different. And one of the things that's also adding to it is we have the Venus retrograde in Capricorn, also asking us to dig into our feelings about literally everything. So um, on unhelped by the Mercury retrograde in Aquarius that will retrograde back into Capricorn, asking us to reevaluate things that we've done, said, heard, processed, felt, sense the new year, and um, really kind of going back over and combing through things we've already done. If you are to subscribe to the tier that gets workshops. We did a workshop on Mercury retrograde. Um on on the 13th. So I went into the astrology of the entire Mercury retrograde, not just this week or last week. And so there that you have access to. Um, Moving into this week going forward from the energy we're in, we have that full moon in Cancer tomorrow, the 17th at 27 degrees Cancer. It's going to activate a lot of differences. a lot of differences, (laughs) a lot of things. Does this bring me security? Does it take away my security? Does this bring me success? Does it take away from my success? Does this bring me joy or does it take away from my joy? Does this make me feel held and nurtured? Does this take away from it? It's going to be tense, right? Because Venus retrograde is also semi-sextile Saturn, during the full moon. And so it's got Venus retrograde really digging into Saturn and our foundations and how we build and how we create and how we move forward. Um, and, what kind of order and discipline are we setting up in our lives? And because Saturn's with Aquarius, Saturn rules Capricorn and Aquarius traditionally. So the stellium's happening at Saturn's main house, but he's at his like vacation house. And so he's getting all this detail relayed to him and he's making decisions. Um, And so we really wanna work with the Saturn energy throughout this whole week because we're really pleading to the case of the king. And so we want to have this, um, strong structure and discipline from Saturn because this whole year of 2022, we want to work with Jupiter. So we're almost asking for Saturn to build us up, set us up for success, to create the structure, um, to not feel it as limitation, but as a strong foundation on which to build so that we can expand with Jupiter, um, in the things coming in later on in the year. And so that's our main full moon energy is really, there's a lot of possibility for intensity of emotions and it could go dark. It could go really dark, depending on where your placements are, where this full moon is popping up in your, in your birth chart. You could get really into, I mean, cancer, cancer, best, best, the best version of cancer is this emotional, emotional intensity, intuitive, brilliant, um, brilliant access to emotions, um, just as we settle into sensitivity and we connect at an empathetic, empathetic, um, touch point to other humans, right? We, we connect to each other through empathy, right? And so cancer can just get at you really well. And that can make for deep connections and love and understanding and nurturing. This is the mom friend. This is the perfect person to go to in a storm. They can feel with you. They can heal with you. They can see your soul, right? Cancers can look into your eyes and see where you are and meet you there. They're beautiful moon ruled people. They can ebb and flow. They can be moody. They can be full of illumination. They can be hold up in their bedroom, but at any point in time, they access that empathy and it's, and it's brilliant. Um, when cancer is not supported or when there are tense aspects for cancer or when cancer, like in this full moon is battling structure and control and the more yang energy from this Capricorn stellium, It could bring out some of the broodiness, right? Um, Some of that wallowing energy that cancers can bring to the table. But remember, like the moon, (laughs) the moon does not illuminate itself. It absorbs and reflects the solar light. It is a mirror of the solar energy. It is a receiver of illumination as it is a luminary as well to us here on Earth. And so the moon is a brilliant manipulator of energy. It can take what you give and return it to you. And so in that way, if you, if you're having a hard time, it may show up in emotional manipulation and twisting of emotions. Um, if you, because cancer must have security and safety, and if the security and safety comes from flipping a switch and bringing the drama to your mama, it's going to happen that way. If they have to melt down or flip out or lock themselves in a room and cry for three days, they're going to do what they need to do to feel safe. And so this can bring a really weird, you know, dichotomy of situations where, Some people are like, this is the best full moon I've felt in three years. And other people are like, I'm drowning, you know, so you want to really have some grace in the world for people you come across. It's a great time to fall in love over a good meal. Um, It's a great time to have conversations that fill you up. It's a great time to talk about intuition and emotions and to tell your story from childhood. We've got a lot of play with Chiron that's going to come up. Um, Tell your story, write a blog, pour your heart out in your journal. It's a brilliant time to feel. It won't be awesome if you're trying to repress, suppress, manipulate, or control. That will all come back. And this phase lasts until our new moon on February 1st, which is also Imbolc, which is another way that we celebrate the luminaries. And so we're really having this luminary time here. And then to, on Monday night around 11 PM, the moon moves into Leo short, you know, just it's the moon is full at 6 48 PM on the 17th. And then just a few hours later, it's going to hit Leo. And so We're feeling that cancer full moon on the front end, right? And then we'll quickly move into Leo where things will make manifest and come up and out of you faster than you can control them, which can make people who like to stay buttoned up feel like they're out of control. So if you feel like you're out of control Monday night and into Tuesday, um, it's because feelings will be felt and feelings will be heard and Leo will make sure of that. So actually, the, one of the biggest, most interesting days of the week, in my opinion, is going to be the 18th. So it's on the heels of our full moon on the 17th, but on January 18th, Uranus moves direct and our north node moves into Taurus. And I feel like this will be um, Gangbusters Day, where like it's gonna just feel like the price is right for you, or the price is wrong, and you're gonna feel like all of a sudden you have to make a million changes. And maybe some of that came up for you with the full moon in Cancer over the weekend. Maybe it didn't, but either way, we're gonna either hit Tuesday, January 18th, like yes, this is exactly what I've been talking about, or we're gonna hit it like why does my life suck so hard? And it it's because Gemini the North node being in Gemini had us being crafty, right? Gemini is mutable air sign ruled by Mercury can move quickly freedom, right? Uh, vision and inquisitiveness and curiosity that can peak any kind of energy, any kind of place. I feel like Gemini's can make the lamest situations super fun. Um, they can also make super fun situations super lame, but they, they go with it, right? They can walk into a room and say, Oh, here, let's just hang some Christmas lights and do this and the cozy blanket and look, it's fun, right? Or um, they can just sh- change energies really quick. Um, they can also be very ungrounded and flip floppy and things like that. But North Node and Gemini, we're looking at all the best qualities and it had us creative. It had us looking for solutions for humanitarian issues. It had us um, thinking about things and processing things and, and feeling like we're all up in our head, but we're going to hit Taurus North Node like what, <laughs> right? Like, and and with the Venus retrograde asking you, how does it feel? How does it feel? How does it feel? You're gonna get that North Node in Taurus, and you're like, wait, how does it feel? It feels scratchy. It feels, it feels scratchy, itchy. I hate it. I need something new. Why have I been making do? Right under Gemini's mysticism, magical, visionary energy, you might be living in a tent, thinking it's the most magical experience of your life, and then you hit North Node in Taurus, and of course this is dramatized version of it, but you hit the North Node in Taurus and you're like, "Um, I'm cold. This blanket sucks <laughs> and it's rainy and moist and damp and I want to go home. And so that could hit. Now, depending, you might be somebody that that um, had to stretch during North Node in Gemini. Maybe, maybe you knew all along you were stretching and it didn't feel comfortable. And so um, getting back into something more earthy and grounded in the physical reality will feel like coming home for you. And Tauruses and Scorpios are going to feel this coming home energy a little bit more. Um, Taurus North north Node means Scorpio South Node. Um, So we're going to see that polarity showing up more in the ethers for the whole world. And um, we also have Ceres is now direct and the North Node moving into Taurus means that Ceres will be conjunct again under Taurus, asking us to look at different questions. We covered this in the Mercury retrograde workshop, um, but then they're going to slowly start to separate. And so we're going to ask less and less of, do I feel safe? Do I feel nurtured? Do I feel okay here? And more of what can I create? How can I make this better? Um, Where, what kind of magic is there to be made? Right. And to remember that Taurus is ultimately the fixed earth sign. It's the forest floor that holds everything together. It's ruled by Venus, who is the interconnectedness goddess of us all, our connections, our beauty, our aesthetic, our receptive abilities, right? Venus is retrograde during this changeover. And so we'll first experience the Taurus energy inward before we come outward with it, but a very grounded energy that gets things done and supports wealth and supports health and supports connections and um, has that self-worth and is very sensual. Taurus and Scorpio are both very sensual signs. So, you know, Scorpio gets this sex fiend kind of reputation but sensual, sensual, the senses, right? Beautiful candles, beautiful linens, clothes that fit you, um, you know, warm socks, it can be anything of the senses aromatherapy, um, massages, like all of those kind of things come into play where it, under North Northern Gemini, it was very, you know, mental. And here we're coming back into the physical. So it's a big day on the 18th. On the 19th, the sun moves into Aquarius. Um, big change over there. <laughs> so we have the sun starting to get closer and closer to Saturn and Aquarius as well. And so there will be some life changes. There could be some genius like thinking the moon will be in Leo. So that Aquarius Leo, um, polarity will be showing up in quite a few different areas. We'll have, um, bright thinking, big thinking, genius level stuff, but also the dramatization of it all being on stage, being loyal will come up. Um, where are you loyal? What are you loyal about? (laughs) Right. And at the same, on the same day, right. That the sun enters Aquarius, we also have Mars semi-sextile Pluto. Um, and so as the sun moves away from Pluto, that sun conjunct Pluto that we were feeling so heavily over the weekend, um, Mars hooks up with Pluto semi-sextile and brings this like goal stuff, um, and this new oomph, right. And feeling like there's a need that needs fulfilling Um, remember semi-sextile is going to be a little bit more stabilizing and supportive so this isn't a difficult aspect but Mars playing with Pluto can sometimes be interesting as it will fire up anything in you that's holding you back and so be prepared for that as the sun enters Aquarius you'll also have that same kind of vibe coming from the ethers Um, on the 20th, we have the moon opposite Jupiter, and it's interesting because the moon is entering Virgo, and so when we have the moon and Virgo opposite Jupiter, we kind of get this like uh, school mom-librarian gut check of our dreams, right? Um, Jupiter is really bringing it home this year and really, really growing, us as human beings. And we have a lot of play with Jupiter. Um, Jupiter is in Pisces. um, And so it's activating all this dream energy. It's going to be conjunct Neptune in Pisces for the first time in 150 years coming up soon um, in April. And so we have all this Jupiter play in 2022. And we're, we're to be expecting a little bit this week of a, um, you know, cerebral check of our expansion goals. So Jupiter will get the pull of the moon and Virgo. What this means is that Virgo brings very realist energy. It's going to bring a lot of to-do lists. So it could look like, oh, okay. So you're looking to manifest a new career in, you know, um, selling candy. <laughs> and and that's what you're trying to manifest with Jupiter. So first of all, we're going to talk about when's the last time you did this that it sucked. And when's the last time that somebody else did this and you watched them fail. Um how are you sleeping at night? How are you taking care of yourself? Do you really think you're going to be able to handle the stamina of owning a business? Um, what about the garage? You should clean out your garage. Your house is a mess, What's your schedule, you're going to need to hire help in the garden, right? Like all kinds of things like that. The moon in Virgo is going to have that inner world kind of energy, like, um, where it's just like, gets to the realist and gives you a to-do list of the things you're going to need. Um, remember when, an, when an element is opposite, right? The, the moon in Virgo opposite Jupiter, that is a tension and a confronting energy. This is not like the, the strain um, of a square where it's like uh, nitpicky and zingy. This is like, a, oh, okay, you want to do this then let's do this. But this, those, these are your problems, right? More of like something that wants to help you launch, but definitely going to hit you hard with, with where it counts. So that's Thursday. So if you wake up on Thursday and you feel like, because this is earlier on in the morning too. Um, if you wake up in the morning and you're like, Oh my God, I'm a failure. <laughs> like I'm, just, I'm a total, I'm totally like failing at everything. And you kind of get hard on yourself. You're just gonna really work through the process, make the list, write everything down, work through why it might be coming up, and just know that this is all for your benefit down the road. These are things that Virgo's super good at event planning and organizing and delegating. And so write it down and take it seriously. Pay attention to your self-talk on Thursday. What are you? thinking about yourself? Is it helpful? Is it true? And if it's true, then do something about it, right? So like, maybe you do always start new businesses and never follow through. And maybe your house is a mess and you need to figure that out before you get into business, but that'll make it better for you when you get into business, right? That'll make it better for you so that you're not in over your head and overwhelmed and shutting down and quitting and moving on to something new. And so pay attention to the self-talk. The universe moves and whispers, right? and you want to pay attention to the nuance. So come the 21st, Friday, January 21st, we have Mercury retrograde semi-sextile Jupiter. And that is going to be another one of those things that brings up Jupiter, foresight, optimism. Um, It's a good time to really think through some of the things that you want for 2022. Friday's a good day to start to get clearer and clearer and clearer. Um, because the Mercury retrograde has us looking inward, but it has us um, stabilizing some of that Jupiter energy and working with the Jupiter energy to move forward and expand. So really pay attention, right? Thursday sets us up for Friday and Friday, we can start to utilize some of the information we are receiving and push that envelope a little further in our lives. Um we're really going to want to pay attention to our thoughts. Mercury retrograde in Aquarius is going to have a lot of that mental activity. You're going to be able to meditate, right, on some of these topics much easier, but you have to do the work. On Saturday, January 22nd, the moon is in Libra and we have the sun conjunct mercury retrograde. Um, One of the things that I keep feeling up, feeling in this specific thing. Um, so the sun is conjunct Mercury retrograde and then the moon in Libra is opposing our Chiron in Aries. Okay. So as the sun is conjunct Mercury retrograde, the spotlight, the vitality, our base energy that we receive our personalizing, um, power, right. Um, is going to be working with the Mercury retrograde to dig into our thoughts. And at that same time, also super, <laughs> super um, activating the moon and Libra opposite Chiron and Aries, really bringing, wanting to bring about like very confronting of Chiron and Aries and wanting to bring about truth, right? So I feel and harmony and balance there. So the moon is gonna be reaching for emotional balance, emotional harmony. And it's going to really be confronting some of the trauma and um, childhood memories and the wound that we keep attempting to heal that just won't heal. And, and the things that we are great at giving advice to others for, but we're never taking our own advice and things like that that's going to come into play. And that could be really intense, right? That's on the 22nd, that's on Saturday. And you can feel a lot of this stuff, like, gosh, why does it just keep coming up? And it might feel like things that have happened since, you know, December 28th, you're hitting them again, because that's what the retrograde does, right? Goes back over instances and brings a new perspective, new mental awareness and acuity, and make you go back over some of the decisions you made from a slightly different perspective. And so I feel like next weekend, Saturday and Sunday is going to be pretty big in that way. It's going to be, you know, um, forcing you to really look into some of these connections with people that you know, people that you love, people that you grew up with, your family, your kids, your parents, your uncle, like, Really, like, how can you harmonize and harmonize in the way that not everyone has to agree? Harmony doesn't mean that everybody's on the same note. Harmony means that everybody's different notes can layer on top of each other and exist simultaneously and bring a balanced, pleasing experience to the ear. Not that everybody has to get along or get out, right? So, how can you bring some more of that aware, self aware energy? Um, I feel like the weekend's going to be a weekend to explore and to be curious. And not to know it all, right? And so you'll have to be very careful because we're coming out of Capricorn, right? The, the Capricorn season will have ended by next week. And We will be at the very beginning of Aquarius season, and Aquarius season is just here to stir it up. And you, if you know Aquarius, is you know it's true. Um, they're that fixed air sign, ruled by Saturn. Traditionally, Uranus modern, um, modernly in uh, modern times. But they can be that whole revolutionary that, you know, strives to make things better for all all of humankind, but can't stand people, right? And can't, and get really nitpicky in there. They, they need the freedom. They want the freedom. Freedom becomes this whole element to Aquarius season, like freedom of thought, freedom of emotion, freedom from trauma. Um, where can you pleasure seek, you know, but you have to be careful because that can lead you away from your healing because you just, you want everything to feel good. So you go where it feels good, but you're not feeling what you need to feel in order to heal. And so be careful with that sun conjunct mercury retrograde in Aquarius. It's at three degrees Aquarius, which is not the most evolved degree of Aquarius. And so it can be very reactive. Um, you watch your words, watch your emotions, watch your thoughts, right? Like evaluate, be observant, um, and look at it like an orchestra. If you try to tune, if you try to hone in on any one instrument, you miss the music, right? You miss the experience. And so let that sun conjunct mercury retrograde lift you up in the ethers and lift you up in perspective and pull you back from the orchestra so you can see the whole thing. And you will find that you make better decisions in the energy of, of observation than you do right up next to like the violin, right? So get some perspective, take some space if necessary, back it up, right? next weekend could be intense, but remember to move back and see it for the macrocosm experience that it is. Everybody have a beautiful week and I will talk to you all soon.